Hey, and welcome back to Grace Talks, a Christian's women's podcast that studies the Bible, the women in it, and applies it to our lives today. I feel like I should have a disclaimer at this point in the beginning of my episodes that lets you know that when I'm writing the outline for these, I rarely know what God is planning to teach me. Um, And then I just end up sharing what I learn with you. So two sentences into writing the outline, all I had were the words, I will not be shaken. And I kind of just had to see what the Holy Spirit was going to bring to mind to show me in his word from there. Currently, I am breathing in the mountain air of one of my favorite places in the world. I'm enjoying the pine trees and time spent with family, although at the moment I'm currently hiding in one of the little parts of the house that I had light and quiet and also no one could hear me talking because that is oddly embarrassing when people can hear you doing it live. Yet over the last couple of weeks, I've been having experience with random situations that encouraged fear into my heart. And to add to that, now I'm anticipating a lot of change coming over the next couple of months and year, actually. So while at this moment in time, I should be taking an extra big deep breath and relaxing in this break from normal routine, admiring the beautiful view, I find myself trying to quiet a quick beating heart instead. As I looked over recent notes in my Bible for a topic for July, I instead felt the Lord calling me to once again be open and talk about fear instead. Actually, scratch that. We're not going to be talking about fear. We're going to be talking about casting out fear. Because as often as I talk about God being a protector and a provider and someone to be our refuge, he's also a father that calls us to step up and do battle with our enemy and his tactics. And that's all that fear is. It's a weapon of the enemy. And Isaiah 54, 17 tells us that no weapon forged against us will prevail. But that doesn't mean that we're not going to have to fight. So how do we fight? Let's ask God. We fight by calling it out in Jesus's name, by renewing our minds, by clinging to scripture, by focusing on God, and by stepping up to do what's needed. Let's go ahead and just break each part of that down. If fear is from the enemy, we need to then first remember who we belong to and whose power lives in us. You have to have confidence from somewhere or you're going to be a coward everywhere. Strong words, I know, um, but I'm speaking this to myself. As a Christ follower, we belong in the family of God. That means that Christ's power lives in us and acts through us in the Holy Spirit. My confidence comes from knowing who I belong to. John 1, 12 through 13 says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. My strength to face what scares me comes from the Holy Spirit working through me. Romans 8, 14 through 17 says, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. So now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. This is our hope and our future. This is also our present reality and our confidence. Luke 10, 17 through 20 says, the 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. And he replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I've given you authority 
to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Jesus had sent out 72 people to do ministry work before his crucifixion and resurrection. Through prayer and the name of Jesus, they were able to cast out demons. How much more than can we post-resurrection and as children of God cast out fear? Jesus says he's given us authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. So how do we cast out fear or anything else for that matter? First, you got to recognize that fear is not for you. Hopelessness is not for you. Laziness is not for you. Anger is not for you. You belong to the family of God, not the world. Fear is not welcome in your heart. Recognize it as an attack, not a part of you. Next, you have to recognize your authority to trample on scorpions and snakes. You have to recognize yourself as a warrior or a soldier for the kingdom of God and not some kind of damsel or a victim. You have to switch the mentality. Then you have to call it out in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, fear is not welcome here. In Jesus' name, I will not be afraid. In Jesus' name, I will not be shaken. In his name, I call out blank. Name it. It has no hold over me or you because I you are a child of God. I know I'm making it sound like it's matter of fact when in reality it's really hard, but a big part of this whole thing is taking captive my mind. So I have to make it up if I want it to change. I have to renew my mind if I want a different life, one that's not led by fear or anxiety. And renewing my mind means that I have to replace every single lie with the truth. And I find my truths in the words of God. I want to read you some. 2 Corinthians 10 Three through five says, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Psalm 27, one through three, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, and whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army attack me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. These are the kind of verses that you highlight and put on sticky notes on your mirrors and make your screensavers until you know them by heart. And you know what's so cool about God? There's a lot. But remember how I said that I didn't even know what I was going to learn at the beginning of this? I had just started writing down and thinking about fear and being honest and not even a paragraph into the outline. He brought to mind the verse from Isaiah 54 that no weapon forged against me will prevail. So I opened up my Bible and I read the whole chapter. And you know what else Isaiah 54 says? It says, though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. Before I even started any of this preparation, I knew that I was going to be calling this episode, I will not be shaken. And that's the verse that I stumble upon. I love the Lord and how he's so quick to show me more of him when I'm obedient to listen. I didn't want to talk about fear but I listened to what I was being encouraged to do and the scripture and the inspiration just flowed. This whole outline and the rest of what I'm going to do was completed in less than like two hours. And I just wanted to share that because I think that's awesome. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. 
Though there are things that cause fear, God's love for us will not be shaken and his promise of peace will not be taken from us. I know that I already read some verses, but I have a few phrases based on scripture and some verses that I cling to when I'm afraid, when things are either out of my control or in my control, and they have me on the verge of stress, worry, anxiety, all the way into crippling fear. There's these short phrases of truth that I always have just tip of the tongue muscle memory so that when my brain is panicking, I have an uncomplicated weapon and I want to share them. Psalm 4.8 says, in peace, I will lie down and sleep for you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. So at night, when my mind will not be still, I often repeat, in peace, I lay down and sleep for you, my God, are with me. And that's my constant reminder until my mind can still and I can fall asleep in peace. Joshua 1.9 says, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord, your God will be with you wherever you go. It says that we are commanded to be strong and courageous, commanded to not be afraid. So I say it over and over again, I will not be afraid, or I will not allow you, in reference to the enemy, to make me feel fear. My God is with me. I will not be afraid. Okay, so now you know what to do when you are afraid, but I want you to remain outside of fear, not teetering on the edge all of the time. I already mentioned that there would need to be a change of mindset, you know, replacing lies with truths found in the scripture. But besides just combating fear, you need to be moving towards God. I feel an analogy coming on. Life is just a big old battlefield, right? And fear is a weapon of the enemy. We've established that. And our weapon, it's truth. That's our defense and that's our offense. That's everything that we really need. And our strength, it comes from the Holy Spirit. But there is a huge fortress in reach. There's a place where we can rest and recharge from the fight. Psalm 46 verses one through seven says, God is our refuge and strength and ever present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the most high dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. You have to remind yourself of the power of God. He is almighty. He is the alpha and the omega, the first and last, the beginning and the end. That's Revelations 22, 13. When you transition your focus towards him and away from the things that grip your heart with fear, there becomes so much less to fear. The other thing that comes with overcoming fear is sometimes facing what you fear head on. Not everything is in your control. There are going to be things that you can just entrust to God and cast out fear and live your life in the freedom of faith. And you can't control it, but you can control your response to it, right? But then there are some things that are actually within your control and they cause you great fear. There's some things that maybe you're being called to do right now, but it's scary. So you're dragging your feet. But Romans 8, 6 tells us that the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. Sometimes you have to face your fears to overcome them. If you're being led by the spirit, even when you have to do something that does cause your heart to stutter, you're going to have peace and you're going to have life. John 10, 7 through 11 says, therefore, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. 
I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And this is my final encouragement, the same one that I gained from Jesus. He has the authority to lay down his life and pick it up again. And he did it. And he loves us so much that he offers us the same. So if I can face the concept of death and be unafraid, man, what else do I really have to fear? So let's go ahead and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to just call out to you in confidence as your children that we can reach out to you and ask for an absence of fear. God, I pray for every single person who hears this, who is struggling with anything that is not for them, whether it is fear or depression or anxiety or anger or anything else that is not of you, God, that they find the authority within themselves, within you living in them, to cast it out. God, I pray that they choose to look towards you and not towards what causes them fear. Lord, I pray that they lean into you and cling to your word so that they have a weapon to defend themselves against the enemy and also to shake the enemy to his core and to his foundation, Lord. We are your children and we will not be shaken. God, I pray for your peace to fall upon us. Lord, I pray that you give us the strength to step up and do what we need to do and to also step back and allow you to do what you need to do. Lord, thank you for being the shepherd that lays down his life for us and also gives us confidence, even in the face of the unknown and what we don't understand and, and what we can't control. Lord, I pray for boldness of faith and I pray for a deeper relationship with you. Lord, thank you for every single way that you will encourage us in our faith as we draw closer to you and you draw closer to us. Lord, I pray that your people lean into your Holy Spirit, God, that we find bravery and trust in the midst of things that we don't understand or that we can't control. Lord, we love you, and it's in your name that we have authority in these things, and it is in your name that we pray for you to work in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, as for additional readings, I had even more than what I read, of course, there is Deuteronomy 31, 8, Psalm 23, 4, Psalm 34, 4, 56, 3, and 118, 6. And then Isaiah 41, 10 through 13, Matthew 10, 29 through 31, John 10, 1 through 18, Philippians 4, 6 through 7, 2 Timothy 1, 7, Hebrews 13, 6, and 1 Peter 314. It was a spread across the whole Bible, Old Testament and New Testament. Uh, but yeah, thank you for joining in as God is teaching me new things. Feel free to reach out on any of my social media platforms if you have any questions, want to talk or have a prayer request. And just remember that God loves you. I love you. You are important. You have worth. You have a purpose and you have nothing to fear. I'm signing off. See you.